Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Writing Wrongs and Writing Songs podcast. Today we are here with Ollie Wade. How are you doing today? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Um, I was going to talk about how we met. We met way back at ACM, which like quite a few years ago. Um, but years I haven't ago. actually seen you in quite a while. No, I think I've seen you like sporadically maybe once every two years for the last like four years. Always at gigs. It's always yeah. where you see everyone. Sporting our boys trying to best. Always. So. I li- literally, that's like always a big reunion <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I go and I just see like all my friends from uni. It's great. It's so. very cool. Um, so yeah, what have you been up to? How's, how's lockdown been for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to say the same thing. It's been a crazy year. Um, but... I've been I've been doing music really like um obviously a lot of time locked inside with just me and my instruments. I found it I found it quite hard creatively sometimes to write because it was doing you like you're doing the same thing every day and nothing's really happening. Uh, like a month goes past and you don't feel like you've really gained any life experiences. Um so when I felt like that I tried to maybe improve on like my instruments like piano and guitar and all that um but i've recently kind of got back into my stride and i've had i think i've had two releases over lockdown and a, another one out in two weeks a little plug there uh, and they've been received quite well so um lots of positives to take from you know a negative time i guess this year um but it i'm kind of grateful it made me truly a appreciate how important music was to me and that like when all else is gone that's all I really had to fall back on it was quite comforting really because it that didn't change like everything else is changing but you still had this kind of constant of wanting to make music yeah for sure I totally agree with that I feel like it was also having so much time meant that you could like again like you say like take the time to learn an instrument you've never tried before and like actually sit back and be like okay I'm not trying to push anything really quickly. Like time doesn't really exist. Mm. I can just like sit back and take my time over things, which I think was cool. Yeah, and there, there's no like deadlines, which is nice. Um, and I always, always, because I normally have like a really busy week when I'm <laughs> working. Yeah. If I remember what that was. <laughs> um, and I always try and schedule. I used to try and schedule days like off that I would sit down to write mm. and. And uh, do, like uh, I say, I always always wanted to be a better piano player, but I'd kind of always just put it off because it gets my day off, and I just want to chill. Um, but it was kind of like no excuses this time, mm. um, and I, I'd almost feel like guilty if I wasn't using all this free time to try and do something uh, productive in the long run. Yeah, um, you don't deserve the beers in the park if you haven't done. Yeah, <laughs> your it's practice. like yeah, a re- reward thing, I guess. Um, so yeah (laughs) yeah tell me about your last single it was hero right how did that come about like that's it's been doing pretty well 
yeah so uh i released hero i think a couple months ago now um it's actually it's probably it one of if not the most important song like personal song i think i've written um and they're fine with me talking about this but my dad a couple years ago started to suffer with anxiety for the first time in his life and it kind of um took us all a bit by surprise i think especially him um and as as like i'm super close to my parents so as as a child um it's kind of really hard seeing my dad like that but i think the worst bit was was um that he didn't want to worry me and didn't want to kind of tell me how he's feeling and kind of just say you know i'm fine um you know wear, wear a smile and kind of thing what i could so clearly see he wasn't um so the the song hero is about you don't have to be a hero you don't have to wear this mm-hmm. cape like it's okay not to be okay um and also it was i was kind of venting my frustration about being kind of kept out and so like let me in i want to help you return the favor of the 25 years of you know support you've given me it's the least i can do um so i wrote the song which is very therapeutic i think for me and he didn't actually hear it until live at a gig that that i did um did he know that it was like about him no (laughs) and it was it wasn't just a surprise to the song but i think it was really eye-opening for him to hear how i felt Mm. and also for him to be like oh is it that obvious kind of thing um and that started a conversation between us and we we got a lot closer from it um and you know he's he's battled it and he's passed it now which is great Mm. um so it was a very important song to me and i always said like i'm not ever gonna release it or like tell the full story unless you're comfortable with because it's your story it's not mine um but he's fully behind it so i released a song um on there's a day called the international father's mental health day really which i found um it's crazy and it's amazing it's about all these like independent charities and groups supporting mental health um struggles in in males and men uh, and dads especially so this is perfect so i, I got in touch with them released it on the day in mm. like collaboration with them um to help try and <clears throat> spread some awareness about about it and st- to start a conversation with other people in similar things no it's super cool that you've like used i guess music's the best way of like saying what you can't really say in words you can sing it oh yeah i've, I've always been way better at expressing myself in music than i can just in a conversation yeah um always so it's always been my way to kind of deal with what i'm feeling or thinking it's, it's such a good way to process things because you like sometimes i feel like you write stuff then you listen to it like two months later and you're like oh, i knew what the right thing to do was because i kind of told myself but yeah it's like, weird isn't it you're like you're like having a conversation with your your subconscious yeah. at times um and i think when you when you put it to music and to melodies you you add the emotion to it mm. um and i yeah sometimes i write a song and at the end of like well i did not know that i was feeling like that mm. and i'm like oh okay that's a bit of an eye-opener it's kind of crazy it is it's very cool though and i feel like i wish i could tell other people how i feel in the form of song like like you did with your dad like i feel like that's a very scary thing to do i guess not so much if it's your family because i was, I was yeah, yeah i was definitely nervous mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't want to upset him um i didn't i didn't really know like what he'd make of it to be honest 
Um, but it, it all had a very positive chain reaction. And I was super proud to release it and, and for it to be kind of received the way it has, which kind of blown my mind. I, I'm not used to these kind of streams and and a response on like blogs and stuff. So mm. um, for it to come on such a special song as well, like it's it's been very fulfilling and it's made us both really happy. So oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, and you said you got a new single in a few weeks like have you been working on that for a long time now I guess over lockdown things slowed down I, but... I wrote it just before lockdown I wrote it with um, uh, a guy called Dean McCaw from China Bears um, great boy yeah what a legend <laughs> uh, and then it was literally just before lockdown mm. so I had this song and it was like 78% done um, and I finished it over lockdown and I got got into the studio like as soon as I could again because obviously I, I couldn't go meet my producer um and we spent two days in it kind of experimenting and uh choosing what kind of sound to go down with and we're both super happy with it and yeah it come comes out on the 25th September which is two weeks from Friday um and yeah it's it's called a it's, it's called a song for me and it's um it's written about the perspective of having used to date a songwriter and wondering whether they wrote a song about you and if they did what did it say so it's quite I guess niche but yeah no (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I love that that's fun yeah so it's uh, yeah I guess you think if you've written a song about them yeah well I'm writing a song about about them wondering if they've written a song about me so um uh, I thought it was quite a cool concept um and um yeah I'm excited for people to hear it and see what they think yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, how has it been getting back to normal life? Have you been back in like actual physical writing sessions and that sort of thing? I guess you were working as your producer again. Yeah, it's like it's like a new n- normality. Mm. I'm really not sure like when things are. Like, I, it sounds weird, but like I'm still not sure whether I'm meant to go meet like people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I've actually spent the last two weeks booking sessions again because I had loads booked. Mm. Um, I had obviously cancelled them all uh, for our lockdown. So that's probably my favourite thing to do is actually go and meet people. I did a couple over Zoom. Mm. How did those go? Like, was it like a bit awkward or? It was. It was all right. Um, the only thing I found is I feel like in a session with someone, you you take breaks and you get mm. to know each other, and you know you chill as well. Like mm. it's not just right 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 but on zoom it's it's kind of like it felt a bit more like work and we've got to use all this time yeah and it's probably less of like you can't really sense the vibe yeah it's not like oh like how are we feeling today where are we gonna go with this it's like okay sit down yeah i think because i think one of the most important things in a session especially with someone you haven't met is to try and get to know them and like Mm. to be really honest with each other so i think lacking the the physical kind of um and social part of a session maybe might hinder it yeah. um so i'm excited to get to get back in um get stuck in and write some new tunes with people in person <laughs> did you get any good songs out of any of the zoom writing sessions or was it like I, is there like a direct correlation with it um i wrote i wrote a quite a cool song uh with this girl up in scotland um my manager got in contact with me they found mm. me through hero we wrote a song hypothetically if we were uh, I know lovers I guess yeah and she was stuck in Edinburgh and I was stuck in London and what that would feel like having been kept apart for so mm. long so we literally wrote about like a lockdown love song yeah <laughs> but we didn't use any of like the actual words so yeah. it, it can be 
a long-term relationship or anything. That was really cool to actually theorize and, and talk about what's going on and put yourself in a position yeah. that I know so many people are in. So that I think that's my main lockdown song. Now I'm trying to not write about that and just write about normal sad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write happy know, songs, you know. <laughs> sad songs all the way. I feel like coming out of lockdown, even just in the fact that you can leave the house, gives you so much more inspiration. It's like, it's crazy, isn't it? it was so so mad. It was it was like a it was like a turning like it happened so quickly. As as soon as just I don't know you could go to the pub with your literally friends, one pint, <laughs> and the next <laughs> day I'm like, oh, I I'm inspired again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I I like the um, I live for like a sporadic kind of um routine, like mm. different day doing all these different things, and I love that. I'm meeting people, so um, being stuck inside like seven days a week to do nothing was horrible for me. Mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah i'm the same like totally bounce off socializing with people which is yeah. partly why i started this podcast because i was like i know it's zoom but it's just more people to talk to that you maybe haven't spoken to in a while because otherwise i'm just like i hate everything yeah yeah right. <laughs> need I, to socialize. I, I live i i mean I, i'm not afraid to say like, i live for the weekend me yeah. and my friends and having a drink i think there's there's a good balance to have between uh like life passion and work mm-hmm. um I'm sure if I spent every weekend inside, like dedicating my craft to music, I, I, things could have gone even bigger. But it's important to me that I, I still have that kind of social side of my friends. And yeah, you never know though; it might be a hindrance because then you don't like have the headspace to chill out a bit yeah, and then come yeah. back to it with like a fresh perspective. Exactly, you're just working all the time. It's, it's all in moderation and finding <laughs> yeah. a balance. But yeah, yeah, I've definitely, definitely enjoyed meeting my friends at the pub again. <laughs> yeah. I, I can agree with that it's it's a good time um tell me about your influences and stuff like what with I guess with Hero and then moving on to this ne- next track have you like changed the sound at all like where does your main influence come from with sound so, and stuff yeah I, I grew up listening to the likes of like um Jack Johnson um David Gray Damien Rice kind of um acoustic folky artists mm. like acoustic guitar driven and some like sad poetic songs i guess um the good sad stuff yeah yeah so i I think that's always been a massive influence in me on the music i consume and maybe wanted to write um i've i've had like the most very taste in music growing up i had i still love like the red hot chili peppers are my Mm. favorite band i had like a guns and roses phase random (laughs) i love like indie music like the 1975 and i love going to bands and seeing them like that i think uh, I'm not some people hate saying this nowadays but Ed Sheeran's first album Plus was like mm-hmm. uh, blew my mind and that that really kind of I think got me into songwriting um, it was just like I hadn't really heard like this sound before yeah. a contemporary pop like but singer songwriter sound yeah yeah so I was like oh my god I want to be like that and then spend the next year like trying to make my sound songs <laughs> not sound like an Ed Sheeran yeah. song I bought a loop pedal and all that you know totally obsessed um and then, like, James Bay, really got... Ben Howard, mm. some big albums, very important albums in, to me growing up. Um, but I think in the last couple of years, I've got into more... I'd say probably more pop songwriters. So, like, yeah. Lauv, J.P. Sachs, Julia Michaels. Absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, like, I think amazing songwriters and just yeah. so consistent and prolific. Um 
and the way that they structure songs and some mm-hmm. of their lyrics are genius. So it's, it's I'm trying to keep like my acoustic folk foundations, mm-hmm. I guess. So a lot of my instruments are always live. I don't use like, try not to use synthetic. Yeah. Um, like drums, whatever. But, uh, but, but keeping this kind of mainstream pop melody and, and uh, sound to the vocal and the way the song kind of drives. So kind of trying to find a blend between them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know artists like Plastid or JC Stewart or yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to fit into that kind of crowd, I guess. Yeah, Maisie yeah. Peters, amazing. I love her. It's very barn on the farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Just imagine imagine that festival in a, in a sound and that's <laughs> trying best. to float around in there. The best. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. No, I, I I see what you mean. I also think that like songwriters, like you say, like Julia Michaels and JP Sachs and people like that are so good at writing like these stripped back pop songs now that are so pop but like you almost don't notice it but it's the songwriting it's just so good yeah it's i mean it's still kind of miles away from what you hear in the charts yeah Um, i don't know like if the world was ending like did so well Oh, that was an incredible song i mean i think they like the timing of that and then getting on it was kind of a (laughs) convenient but i I guess i mean more like have you had a wap song yeah sorry to anyone's offended but it's just trash (laughs) The lyrics are quite, quite. Uh, I mean, they're explicit, but... Yeah, there's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that on other websites, that music video. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, but songs like If the World Is Ending, it's so beautiful, it's so clever. Yeah. Um, and like, instantly inspire me, songs like that. And I think in the last couple of years, maybe like, maybe spearheaded by like the likes of Lewis Capaldi, mm. the UK kind of singer-songwriter pop scene is, is really implemented its place in in like, yeah for sure i think with our generation as well a lot of songwriters we're all kind of into similar people yeah i feel like a lot of songwriters really back other songwriters and that kind of like yeah helps push it on quite a lot definitely um and I've, I've definitely experimented with my sound like trying to find an identity i think it's really hard mm. growing up um i started like folky and then i went to more pop and then i did like an indie pop i've got a couple singles out of that quite anthemic and rocky yeah um but i just naturally came back to sitting down with an acoustic guitar and 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 writing like that kind of music and it just i think my single love's mistake in january was the first song like production wise and start to finish was like oh my god this is it yeah it was the best feeling was like this is actually what i want to sound like it feels so natural that's very cool though because i feel like that does take a really long time to yeah and you keep thinking you found it and you keep um yeah this is where i want to be this is what i want to sound like and then and then you're like oh but i can't i'm not it's not natural writing like that um so i feel very grateful i mean i'm 26 like in two days actually (laughs) (laughs) thanks um and it you know i I started writing songs at 17 Mm. so it's taken me like nearly 10 years to to find my identity which is a bit mad really um and i think I always think a lot of artists on big labels, like they might have been working with a team for like three, four years to help find their identity. So their first single is is them. That's what they sound like. Yeah. And you don't hear all the experiments along the way. But as like an unsigned artist, like ourselves, and like if we're putting out music, you, you're you putting out your trial and errors mm. and, and your, your experiments along the way. So you look back at this catalogue and it might seem a bit random. But it's it's all part of your journey to to finding where you actually want to be. Yeah, I feel nice. like 
I definitely struggle with that because I'm such a perfectionist and I'm like, I want it to be perfect first time round. So I haven't released anything in like years because I'm like, the next thing has to be super, super good. But actually I do think it's really nice when artists have that and you can go back to their catalogue and be like, oh, so they started out sounding like this, then they tried this, but like, yeah. here's where they are now. Like, and it's it's like, there's progress. It, I, I get stressed when like, if someone shuffles my songs and it might, <laughs> it might go from like my latest single to one in like 2015. Because... Mm. Like some of my old songs, like I think they're decent songs, but like I was rubbish at singing and my guitar playing's out of time and all this. And you know, I've been there've been times where I just want to take down all the old stuff, mm. but um, I always kind of come back to it's. It just shows, I guess, progression and yeah, it's how you got to and not being ashamed of your roots. Yeah, for sure. I, I would definitely say I'm not a naturally talented singer or like musician. I've very much worked hard. I think to be better mm. so um i guess listening to my old voice is testament i think i hope <laughs> <laughs> that things have changed for the better <laughs> for sure or listen to the new stuff and <laughs> yeah 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 never yeah. go back <laughs> yeah <laughs> stop at 2019 <laughs> yeah. um i mean when you sit down to write songs now how how do you usually go about it like has your process changed i guess in the past however many years 10 years uh yeah it definitely changed when i started doing co-sessions writing mm-hmm. sessions um after like a few that were just rubbish and a bit disastrous and awkward um i kind of always found myself to go into every session with a selection of concepts or like riffs or met- just something mm-hmm. to starting point. so like if it's not coming naturally you have somewhere to start so now i have like this massive list on my phone of song concepts and like when i think of a, like an idea or a concept or maybe just like a cool line or lyric i write it in my phone mm-hmm. So I've got like 50 odd things that I can start with. So when I sit down to write a song, um, I try and schedule it now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, ideally I'd love to just be inspired and jump on the guitar and piano, but sometimes life doesn't let you do yeah. that. So it's nice to kind of capture that moment of inspiration that you might have and, and bank it for later. For sure. I, I literally was on holiday the other week in Edinburgh with some of my friends and I literally, for some reason, got a moment of inspiration at that point. And so I was walking around with them just on my phone. I wrote like four verses of lyrics. Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, well, I can't do anything. Okay, like, it's it's, it's almost like, uh, like irritating. You, yeah. you get quite agitated. Because you're like, I just want to get this out. Like, I was on my yeah. mind, I feel it. But, uh. I was at the gym the other day and I'd, I'd started a song in the morning and I, and I went and I spent the whole like time just sat on the bench thinking of lyrics and rhymes. <laughs> and I just left early. I was like, I just need to get back to it because yeah. I feel really... um agitated i guess maybe like goes to the gym's a good thing you know like you get your mind off the song do something like yeah, nice yeah. And physical you feel really good and then you're like ah oh, shit that's it <laughs> yeah 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 uh, taking breaks always helps i think yeah. um but i think it's important to try and jump in into those moods when, when you when you find them for sure i mean do you think that as you say like the early ed sheer and stuff i guess that probably influenced your early writing with like like topic wise do you think you go for yeah lots of breakup songs lots of yeah i mean um i i was kind of like ha- a lot of my writing i was kind of in a happy relationship yeah um and you know you do the uh, odd love song and stuff mm. but then it got to a point where um i was started just to be a bit more creative and like i might watch a tv show or a film and really resonate with a character mm. what they're going through and then try and jump into their perspective 
or like even meeting someone new and getting in their head and wondering what they're feeling like um but yeah i think like ed sheeran plus is basically just like um a, a catalogue of songs about breakups and love found and loss isn't it yeah which is all like really relevant things growing up at that age especially i think when you're, you're finding new girlfriends and um i think i always hit my stride of good songs after a breakup yeah it's, i it's, think it's, 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 natu- ones, it's just it's it? natural <laughs> I find it, I can't, I need to take a bit of time. Like, if things are a bit raw, I can't jump into, like, looking at a song as a songwriter. It's all a bit too mushy and sad. Um, yeah, it'll be, like, a few months later, I'm, like, I can kind of step back from it. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start writing the song and you're, like, oh, God, I'm not over it. <laughs> yeah, but you can, I think you've become a bit less attached to it and you can start tackling it as a song and not just as, like, a, a flourish of emotion out of your mouth do you, do, yeah, do, do yeah, you know, yeah. do know what i mean I know, I know exactly what you mean yeah no that's good um on that note do you want to go on to the agony aunt questions let's do it um obviously uh, this is maybe that's the thing maybe i thought songwriters they all go through loads of shit and like oh yeah yeah we're, we're all here like we go. <laughs> probably, right probably messed up in the head probably <laughs> sad <laughs> what else makes you want to write a song apart from a really terrible time <laughs> i know my friends always say oh you're, you're so emotional and wet and I'm like yeah <laughs> Have <you not laughs> it's my job <laughs> <laughs> i embrace it literally um okay the first question is does dating your friends ever work? Like, is it worth risking the friendship? Um, so I guess it depends on, like, how long you've known each other before. Because mm. um, I feel like you, when you're dating someone, they do become your best friend. Um, I, from experience, being really close to someone and then dating, no, it didn't work. But I was really super young at the time. Mm. So I think maybe at this age, a more mature age, yeah, it could work. Because I think you, you're you looking for like a partner primarily as like a friend to you. So Yeah. Um, and like, I think, I feel like at this age as well. I say this age, I'm not that old. <laughs> but you, you, you let you, you, you think about a bit more like committing to something. It's, it's not worth it for like a, a few months. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That makes sense. So Yeah. yeah. Especially if I'm going to gonna... say yeah. If you're going to risk a friendship, you kind of want to know that you're not doing it for, like, a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, another question was, how many years younger is it acceptable to date people? That's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting these questions. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting, to be honest. <laughs> no, neither was I. Throw them out there. Uh, oh I think God. it depends how old you are, but... Yeah, um... I'm so say I'm I'm be 26 soon. I think the youngest I go is like 21. But it's five solid years. Yeah, but I think it also really depends on on someone's maturity. Yeah, for you sure. You can f- meet some tw- 20 year olds with a you know a 30 year old head, and you can meet some people my age that are the most immature people ever. Mm. So I think it de- does depend on on the person, but like ideally i'd like probably someone a close age to me i feel like it makes sense but then i feel like as you get older the age gap just gets so much smaller yeah but to be fair one of my one of my friend's parents i think her mum when they met her mum was like 30 and her dad was like 24 so that's you know yeah it was it's kind of I, fun I, I find like a lot of our parents are, are not that close 
Well, mm. I don't know. I speak, speak completely for myself. <laughs> but like, I, I know a lot of people that are like five, six years different. Mm. Which, as a kid, when they're in like the 30s, that doesn't seem weird. Like a 32-year-old mm. with like a 36, 7-year-old. That doesn't seem weird. But then if you say like an 18-year-old with like a 24-year-old. It's a bit it's, weird. Is it weird? Yeah, probably. I <laughs> uh, don't know. I, I guess it's like the stage people are at in their lives as well. Like if you're 18 and you've just finished school and then someone else like graduated, you've oh, yeah, got yeah. a Yeah, someone's job, going like... to uni and you're like in a... It's not going to work. No. So. I think it depends on the situation, I guess. I agree. Okay, I have one more question. Um, so this person, their friend, every time they get a new boyfriend, they become a really bad friend. And on a usual week, they'd call them like twice a week. But since she's got this new boyfriend, she hasn't called for two weeks. Like, can she be mad at her for, you know, being happy? <laughs> with a new relationship which i think is quite this happens quite a lot it's classic isn't it yeah yeah i mean we all know people that go off the radar as soon as they're um there's actually a really good song about this my one of my friends joe dolman who i write with sometimes Mm. has got a song called uh, happy for you and it's like this kind of like passive aggressive i'm happy for you (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean but um i miss i miss you but i'm happy for you (sighs) can you be mad at them no but then i think you're in your right to say like or give me some time yeah um so if you value the friendship yeah you, you know and it depends like how high maintenance you are i guess with friendships mm. but i if i was like best friends with someone and they got in a relationship and never spoke to me i would probably take it to offense yeah i'd and, probably kick off <laughs> and i'd yeah I'd, i wouldn't call them out then but i'd i tell them how i'm feeling yeah um two weeks that's i mean that's not that long so I don't know. I just think it's like if you went from speaking to someone on the phone twice a week and then like didn't have any of that, you might be like, "Hi." Yeah, yeah, twice <laughs> so, a week. That's that's quite a lot. So, um, you, I think it's you'd have to expect less because mm. your time is going to be split now. Um, so you find a compromise, I guess. And right, do once a week. You know that's do- easily doable. Someone can definitely make time for you once a week to speak to you. If they if they sure. if they care about you, so it's not really an excuse not to do that. I think. But yeah, but maybe don't don't be mad at them. <laughs> no, no, don't no. It's because they <laughs> it's because they care. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's the end of my agony aunt questions. I mean, if you've got any other advice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just listen to your songs and. Uh... Yeah, just if you want some counselling. <laughs> yeah. Check out Ollie Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna completely move from being a songwriter to being like, let's just talk about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> do a little EP called like Agony Aunt. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's what I should do. I always thought it'd be cool. Like like you said, your next song's about like whether a songwriter you've dated has written a song about you. I always thought it'd be really cool to write a song with every one of your exes that was a songwriter and see what oh wow that would be a crazy social experiment it'd be i think it'd be fun you'd have to date a fair few songwriters which is yeah it depends i guess it depends how good terms you or how it ended like if you cheated (laughs) on them that'd be awkward as hell that would be such a good song it it would wouldn't it oh it's actually making me cringe the the tension in that room (laughs) imagine if you made something really cool (laughs) i'm all for that just to to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I I've not done it, probably because I think it would be incredibly awkward. So maybe we go one know. or two ways. <laughs> yeah, but it could be like a really nice way to come back together. Maybe you know, maybe it just ended 
for no reason, but you can still write together. It'd be a beautiful story. A beautiful story. Maybe at the wedding you get back together, you're like, oh, is this one song we wrote? Oh, <laughs> now, it's, now it's like a rom-com. And then you play the song. Yeah. At the, maybe not. And then there's an A&R rep in the audience somehow, and then he picks it up. And, and you get signed. You both get signed as a duo. And then you're on tour together doing your the song. own wedding. <laughs> the A&R. It's basically a star is born now, isn't it? Yeah. It <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> it's really sad. Everything's traumatic. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? I mean, everyone, go check out Ollie's music. It's available everywhere, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ollie Wade online, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm I'm hoping just to release like music consistently. So um, give me a follow on Spotify so you don't miss all the tunes coming out. Um, and yeah, and if, if you're a fellow artist or songwriter, get in touch. I'd love to write a song with you. See what happens. Just not your ex-girlfriends. Oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, see what happens. You can write the next big hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, Julia Michaels and JP Sachs, but backwards. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. You dated before and now. <laughs> Sweet. Um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really fun. It's been my pleasure. This is like the first one that I've done with an actual human being in the room. So that's been wild. It's my podcast virginity, so. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I phrased it like that, but yeah. It's been great fun. I've loved it. Um, No, I'm I'm glad it's been good. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely day. Adios. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 